Welcome, everybody. It's so good to have you here on the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where we talk about the upcoming texts, and you get to hear the pastors <laughs> pretend to know what they're doing. Hey, I'm Pastor Megan Torgerson, and I'm here with... Pastor Brandon. Hey, it is good to be together today. And uh, look, we are in the season of Lent. And we are mostly using the narrative lectionary, which is a, a series of readings that, that moves mostly sequentially. Um, and so we're in the Gospel of John, and we are moving mostly sequentially to Good Friday and Easter Sunday, which means we're moving towards the cross. But there's a lot of story there. And uh, the narrative lectionary has made the choice that we should start hearing pieces of this story earlier mm. than like, you know, Maundy Thursday and Good Friday and um, so that we can hear as much of the story as possible. So this is a word of warning to say you're going to start hearing these texts and going, hold on a second, isn't this a Holy Week text? And we can say, well, yes, but also... It's a story of the the narrative in the Gospel of John, and I think there are some important details here for us to hear about and learn from. Um, so we're in pa uh, we're in chapter eighteen. So Pastor Brandon, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> a few there were a few intervening chapters. Uh, what did we hear about in those chapters? Well, this is great because, and you mentioned usually these texts are read during Holy Week, and two weeks ago Jesus washed his disciples' feet, and we're like, "Wait, that's Monday Thursday, right? Are we jumping ahead?" Yes, um, but then so after Monday Thursday, then then this past weekend we uh, learned about Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. This, and then in between there and chapter eighteen is kind of this is part of the farewell discourse where Jesus has a meal and conversation with his disciples. And uh, and just to note, when I say disciples, uh, that's inclusive of men and women. Uh, he had a lot of followers. Uh, not all of them are named, but we know that he also shared a special meal with Mary and Martha and Lazarus before entering Jerusalem. So um, we have Jesus and the disciples and it's kind of the, it's his long goodbye. I think we had a wonderful children's message I, several weeks I, ago. I recall a pastoral uh, message about yeah. Minnesota goodbyes. Yeah, yeah. It's, and uh -huh. I think it's because Jesus was secretly a Minnesotan. Um, <laughs> and so it's this really long, drawn-out goodbye and where he's also trying to give them a little heads up about, here's what's about to happen. And they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. You're probably just overreacting. Um, you're not really going to get arrested and die. Um, but you know, spoiler alert, he does, that does happen. Right. That's, that's um, literally the, 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 the point of the story. Right. I mean, ultimately, right. Yeah. But then he's also like, but Hey, I'm going to be gone for a while, but don't panic. You're never alone. Uh, the Holy spirit will come and will be your guide in the absence of my bodily presence with you. So there's also a word of hope. It's a goodbye, but it's also a, but Hey, don't forget you're still loved and supported and cared about by God. Who's always with you. I just want to point out. Pastor Brandon, that you summed up um, like four or five chapters of scripture in about three minutes. Yeah, it's one of my gifts. <laughs> so we heard Jesus uh, give his farewell discourse, his long talk with his disciples. They they hear him, but I don't know that they're necessarily listening to him. Um, <laughs> Sounds familiar. Right? <laughs> Sometimes when I feel like I don't get what Jesus is up to in my life, I remind myself that those who literally walked by Jesus' side for years still went, wait, what? 
Um, so I find some, I find some <laughs> yeah. comfort in that. Um, so that brings us up to chapter 18. And, and that means, uh, so if we look at, at verse 1 of chapter 18, uh, it says, after Jesus had spoken these words. And what have we learned mm. whenever there's something like that? We always look to the verses and chapters before. Mm-hmm. What words? The entire farewell discourse. So, oh, okay, context, we're there now. Um, with verse one, it talks a little bit about what gets Jesus from the farewell discourse to our lesson for today, which is John 18, verses 12 through 27. Um, but Pastor Brandon, just mm-hmm. before we hit record on this podcast, you were telling me something interesting you had learned yes. about where this portion of the story takes place. Mm-hmm. Well, and there are several motifs, that's a fun word, at play in today's reading. It's a and good word. The first is, we remember throughout John's gospel, light and darkness. Right. That darkness is usually a, a hint of disbelief. And light uh, is a hint of this person will believe in Jesus. You remember the Samaritan woman at the well? It's noon. She believes in Jesus. Nicodemus visits Jesus at night. It's dark, presumably. He leaves not believing in Jesus. So just know today's story happens, uh, I I believe, at night. Yes. uh, In darkness. Right. And also, there's another motif of the garden. And this is to build on Caroline Lewis, uh, Dr. Reverend Caroline Lewis from Luther Seminary points out that the garden acts in this story as um, Jesus the Good Shepherd has talked about the sheepfold, has talked about being the gate. And so the garden is the sheepfold where the disciples are safe uh, because they're with Jesus. And so we also remember that betrayal in John's gospel is to leave the sheepfold and to leave Jesus's protection and presence and relationship. And even the way verse one of chapter 18 reads, after Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley to a place where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. I mean, mm. I, it's, a, it's a very explicit wording. So that, that really rings, right? And then verse two, now Judas who betrayed him also knew the place. Mm-hmm. Well, we mm-hmm. remember at this point that Judas has already left the protection of the shepherd. Yep, he's outside the fold. Um, And so as the story continues, these these verses, we also hear um, Peter effectively Mm -hmm. step outside of the protection of his shepherd, right? He, this is the version of the story of the betrayal of Jesus where where Peter actually gets a sword and actually hurts someone. Right. Verse 10, Simon Peter drew a sword, drew it, struck the high priest's slave and cut off his right ear. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, whoa. I think that's why Jesus always says, those with ears to hear, listen. Is that how that works? And that doesn't include this person. Well, uh, that's sort of (laughs) Peter's fault. So (laughs) that's a little unfair, Jesus. Uh, At any rate, keeping in mind the fact of what what Peter has done and how Peter has kind of stepped outside, um, that brings us into our reading for today. That's the context. That's the setup. uh, And that brings us to John 18, verse 12. Which I'm excited to read. Do you I'm have, still cracking do you up have the over giggles that giggles hilarious joke that I made <laughs> that probably nobody thought was funny. Um, John chapter 18, verses 12 through 27. So um, this is after Peter's put his sword back into the sheath. And they're searching for the person's ear on the ground. Whoa. So the soldiers, their officer, and the Jewish police arrested Jesus and bound him. 
First, they took him to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest, that year. Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jews that it was better to have one person die for the people. Simon Peter and another disciple followed Jesus. Since that disciple was known to the high priest, he went with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter was standing outside the gate. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out, spoke to the woman who guarded the gate, and brought Peter in. The woman said to Peter, You are not also one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the slaves and the police had made a charcoal fire because it was cold, and they were standing around it and warming themselves. Peter also was standing with them and warming himself. Then the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching, and Jesus answered, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all the Jews come together. I have said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? And those who heard what I said to them, they know what I said. When he said this, one of the police standing nearby struck Jesus on the face, saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? Jesus answered, If I have spoken wrongly, testify to the wrong. But if I have spoken rightly, why do you strike me? Then Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. They asked him, You are not also one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the slaves of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Again, Peter denied it. And at that moment, the cock crowed. Ooh. So, and that's exactly how it sounded. I'm, yeah. I'm transported. I am right there. Um, hey, there's a lot going on oh. in this passage. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I want to talk more about the story of, of Peter and his betrayal. But I, I just want to note that in between, even in between Peter's betrayals, there is like stuff happening and there are names and there are people and there are situations and um friends i just i just want to give you permission that if it feels like a bit much and really confusing it's okay to go uh, because even the passage itself is is a little confusing mm-hmm. um who's jesus going to and why and under what circumstances and that's okay um i think sometimes john doesn't especially care about certain <laughs> certain details mm-hmm. because I think there's a point John is trying to make. Yeah. Um, especially if you compare John to the other three Gospels, John never claims to want to set up like a true account of exactly what happens, kind of like the Gospel of Luke starts out, um, or like Matthew starting out with, I'm going to give you the whole genealogy of Jesus so that you know that this is grounded in like promises and, and genetics. Um, John starts with like, well, hey, in the beginning, I'm going to give you this like poem poem <laughs> about like the origins of life and God's love for us. So John's, yeah. John's goal is not, here's precisely how Jesus was betrayed and to whom and under what circumstances. Mm. Those pieces are in there. It's not like removed from the story. But if you're asking yourself right now, wait a minute, Caiaphas was which one now? And who was Annas again? Be cool. Mm-hmm. It's It's okay. And it's really interesting. I mean, these are the Jewish religious religious leaders, mm-hmm. and you know, it even says Jewish police. And I'm like, what? Um, right. Because you know, the Roman Empire in, in is is big, and mm. that's going to be next week's reading. Is mm. is Jesus is brought to the those in authority of the Roman Empire? But first, 
we remember the Jewish people also had as kind of a an enclave, a religious, a cultural enclave in this Roman Empire. And the Roman Empire is like always trying to make sure they know they're oppressed and under control. So it's this group of people operating within the Roman Empire who also have their own laws and their own rules to follow. And since they're Jewish rules and laws, the Roman Empire is not very helpful in enforcing them because they aren't Roman laws. And, the, and Rome doesn't really care as long yeah. as Rome's authority isn't threatened. Right. So you do what you want with your little religious stuff as long as you pay your taxes <laughs> and don't like try to overthrow the emperor. We're fine. Bingo, bango. Right. Yeah. So you're right that there, there's kind of two jurisdictions at stake here. The, the anger at Jesus is the way that he has been flouting the religious rules basically you know mm. w- working on a sabbath calling himself the son of god which holy cow that's, that's blasphemy. blasphemy that's kind of a big one yeah unless um, it's true unless it's true the, if you are the son of god it's not blasphemy it's revelation um <laughs> hairline distinction <laughs> um so the the reason jesus is in trouble is for religious reasons Rome just could not possibly care less as ever as long as everyone stays in line. Mm-hmm. The, the, the tension here is that what the religious leaders would prefer is that Jesus was dispatched. He was gotten mm-hmm. rid of, preferably mm-hmm. dead, because it is he's is too threatening to the to the religious establishment. But they don't have the right to kill him. They right. don't they don't get to kill him. Mm. Only Rome could kill him. So the threat here is that the real uh, affront apparently, is that Jesus has broken religious rules, but they they will ultimately have to make it look like Jesus has broken Rome's rules so that Rome yeah. can kill him. Yeah. So there's a real, it's there, it's part the part of the reason why it's really confusing mm-hmm. is because it's confusing. This mm-hmm. is this is political intrigue and um, it's all sorts of back and forth. And I think it's re- also a really great example of how when humans get super worked up, uh, we don't always think very clearly, and we're, we really mm. easily get caught up in these emotions of of anger and frustration, and we got to do something about it. And um, that's that's definitely what's going on here. Yeah, and in that process, Peter denies Jesus three times, but we remember where he's standing. Mm-hmm. You know, when they come to this courtyard of Annas, um, Simon Peter stays outside the courtyard. So that's another image of, you know, if the courtyard is a sheepfold, per se, he's standing outside of the sheepfold. And then when asked, his denying to know who Jesus is. um, Well, it's also, it's kind of painful, right? Yeah. Um, Because that is to deny all that Simon Peter has gone through with Jesus. And I think it's really interesting to me because, I, I mean, I think I know why. He denies that because if Jesus is getting arrested, perhaps he thinks, well, I could be arrested too for knowing him and maybe I could be And he recognizes that somebody recognizes him. You know, somebody saw that I took up a weapon and attacked someone. He could still be in trouble for cutting off an ear. He could be in big trouble. (laughs) So he's very concerned about his own personal well-being. And, And do we fault him for that? No. We've all, we've all made decisions based on our desire to keep ourselves safe. Um, but safety's kind of an illusion here. I mean, this yeah. is this is the Peter who just, I mean, not moments ago, but not long ago, during the farewell discourse, right as Jesus is washing his feet, Peter's like, wash all of me. I want to be with you all the time. Like he's like this emphatic believer. But mm-hmm. as soon as it could cost him something, uh, it starts to sound really scary. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think maybe we can relate to Simon Peter a little oh, bit. Because, a little bit? Uh, a lot. Yeah, I mean, can you think of a time when believing in Jesus might have gotten you into trouble? I mean, I, I just, I remember all the way back to ninth grade and I was in like beginner's math. So um, my classmates were talking about the party they were going to that weekend, right? And, you know, there's going to be alcohol there. So they were super excited about it. And I remember them turning and looking at me and being like, well, are you going to be at the party? And for, first thought was, I didn't know there was one. Like nobody invited me because I'm not one of the cool kids. We had very similar um, childhoods, Brandon. But, Thank you. And, yeah. and then and I, I still remember her name's Lindsay, still is. And uh, she goes, oh, well, you probably won't be there because you're one of those Jesus freaks. And uh, and I and I remember being like, oh, no, no, I might I might show up. Right. Like, I still didn't know where the party was. Right. And I had no intentions of going. But right. heaven forbid I be labeled a Jesus freak. Right. I would rather deny what I believe because yeah. it is easier and more advantageous to say, oh, no, 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 that's not that important. To the me. stakes were much lower. And oh, my, geez. Yeah. You know, my life wasn't on the line. But being killed sure, by an empire. Of course, my reputation and, right, was right. life or death for Very, a ninth grader. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I, we, we can all put our heads and hearts back in that spot. Yeah. Right. Or, yeah. When the going gets tough. Right. Uh, I, I think, you know, sometimes we're tempted to just kind of uh, abandon belief in Jesus because, well, if the going's so tough, maybe like God's not here anymore. Right, right. Yeah. It's it, And even on in smaller stakes, you know, do I really want to stay up five more minutes and spend a little time in prayer or would I rather just go to sleep? I mean, 100% of the time, I'd rather just go to sleep. Don't, I mean, <laughs> listen to your pastor saying, yup, I get tired. It's, it, I think in many big and small ways, we often say, ah, it's probably okay if I don't this time. And mm. so it's easy for us to go, oh, Peter, what a flip-flop, or oh my goodness, I never would have betrayed Jesus, really? Because I think in big and small ways, almost every day, uh, we do. Mm. And I do really think that that's what this story is trying to call out in us, is yeah. that realization that this isn't like this one bad guy. This is us. I mean, sure enough, we have we have Judas and, and it's real easy to say, ah, Judas, he's the bad guy. Okay, go ahead and let Judas be the bad guy. We can we can <laughs> we can redeem him another time. I don't think he intended to be the bad guy. We can have that conversation another day. But okay, let's say Judas is the bad guy. Peter's not the bad guy. We are we are meant to look at him and go, oh, that hits like just a mm-hmm. little too close mm-hmm. to home. Mm-hmm. Um, I can put my head in that space too. Yeah, yeah. And even just to ask the question, where would you be standing? Right. Would you be in the courtyard or outside the courtyard? Right. Would you be in the garden with Jesus right. or outside the garden with Jesus? Because yeah. different times in our lives, oh yeah, uh, where we stand is easier. Mm-hmm. And more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I'm i a flip-flopper. Oh, yeah. It's one of the things, honestly, <laughs> that I like about being <laughs> Lutheran is I don't have to deny the fact that sometimes I deny Jesus. Mm. Right? I don't have to be like, no, 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 all the time, 100% of the time. Woo! Always good. Always a good follower. I can say, you know what? Sometimes I get it wrong. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes I ignore. Sometimes I intentionally choose not Jesus because I am human and I'm a sinner and I mess it up. And the good news is that just like Jesus's love and grace was still real for Peter when after Jesus died and Peter was like, oops, um, 
and was still welcomed back and eventually became you know, a leader of the church after after Jesus ascends back to heaven, right? Um, just like there was a spot for Peter still. Man, there might still be a spot for me, even though I mess it up like every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so friends, I hope what you hear in this story is not, look at those bad guys who denied Jesus. I'm so glad I'm not one of them. I hope what you hear <laughs> is, this is us. This is all of us. We mm-hmm. are we are constantly making choices that put us on the outs with Jesus. <laughs> Literally, in Peter's case, he's outside of where Jesus is. Um, and still, God's grace is still for us. Christ still goes to the cross for us, out of love for us. That doesn't that doesn't change it. Amen. That'll preach, I think. Let's preach that. Uh, that, that sounds like a good plan. Let's do that. Um, hey, friends, thanks for joining us today. Uh, this is indeed uh, the Carry On Cast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry, carry on. on the work of Jesus Christ. May the road rise on.